Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What's up, everybody? It is time for another episode of That's Rather's Cavaliers. You can find us and listen to us everywhere from Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can get some podcasts, we are there. And if you want to help support us and make sure that we are growing bigger and bigger, you can share that link to whoever who has never listened to us or shoot anybody that's looking for a Cleveland Cavalier podcast. We are the guys on That's Rather Cavaliers. And we, of course, we have OG, Uncle Tate, the host, the OG. Like I said, I can't emphasize OG enough, you know. You know, if you, anybody that's that's listened to us from the past, you know how he gets down, especially when he talks to me about Tristan Thompson. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and me, I'm really Hall, another host. But I just wanted to introduce us to it. But. We got a lot of stuff because the Cleveland Cavaliers is going to be playing the Brooklyn Nets Thursday at 2 p.m. in Paris. This is going to be an interesting game for us. You know, Um, it's a lot of things I think me and Uncle Tate is kind of expecting from the Cleveland Cavaliers. And we're going to kind of touch down on that, too, as well as break down a couple of stats, not to bore you, but just to kind of give you outlier for all the people that's out there betting, you know, like me, go to FanDuel. You know what I mean? You know, actually, FanDuel should have sponsored us, Uncle Tate, you know. They should go ahead and give us that sponsor. Yeah, man, we got, we got, we got, we got to send them some, send them some clips and stuff, and you know, be if everybody up. You feel me? Are you still here, huh? I said, I'm sorry, my my my, my phone just rang, interrupted me. <laughs> I need to do like you do and cut it off. Yeah, I always because I always, I feel like whenever I would I would start something, I I guarantee it, I swear, I feel like everybody would just like text me. But 
You know, you know that happens. <laughs> Come on, right. Cleveland fans, that happens. But I guess I kind of wanted to start huge, right? Because we know, obviously, for anybody that's you know betters, anybody that's want to talk about Cavs, right? You know, obviously, there's Garland, Evan Mobley, and Jerome is out, right? But looking at side, no Ben Simmons. Obviously, we know he's uh, in contra, not back. You know, a lot of my friends have a problem with Ben Simmons right now. And then you got D Sharp out. But for you, Uncle Tate, man, what is your expectations of this game tomorrow at 2 p.m., right? Because the Cavs, you know, we're out there in Paris. Brooklyn's out there in Paris. You know, a lot of people is asking, what should we be expecting here from our Cleveland Cavaliers? Um, and really what should be the expectations? Because, you know, we, we've been what we haven't played in, but two, three days from since our last game, we had a two, three day break. So, you know, they got a, you know, they got rest, but you know, it might be some, some lingering stuff there. We last played Sunday. And I know that because I was flipping from the Cavs and the Steelers, it conflicted with my football watching schedule. (laughs) So yeah, we played Sunday at one o'clock. Actually, they, you know. The NBA doing man, NBA can't go up against the NFL, and I love the NBA. Yeah, but fo- football is America's game, really. I know you. I know you all NBA guys, <laughs> but I'm just telling you, the masses. I, I agree. The only reason I can say I can agree because it's like you know I'm from Cleveland. Everybody, you know, I'm from Cleveland. They hype on the Browns right now. The, yeah, the Browns. You, oh my, you can't tell. You can't tell. You even if you know Cleveland, we won, we got a ring, but. If the Browns would have won the Super Bowl, that city would be flipped oh, yeah. over. Oh, wait, my wait, God. wait, wait, way more than anything the Cavs could do. <laughs> like Time's the Browns, the Browns is Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You know, the second is probably a tie. I would say between the the, the Guardians and the and the Cavs. I would because, agree because you know, I mean, when LeBron was there, obviously he was all good, always competing. But then when, when he wasn't, it was always terrible. So the Guardians made a few playoff appearances, went to a World Series and done some things. So I get it. Yeah. But we're talking about the Paris game, right? Big Paris, yeah. Well, before we get into the expectations of the game, let me just give a a brief rundown of the stuff that, that, I, that I'm aware of what the Cavs have been doing since they've been there. Okay. I think they got there Monday. Yes. They got to Paris on Monday. And just some of the things they did, I know they, they the whole team took a – if you follow Cavs social media, you see the whole team took a picture in front of the Eiffel Tower in Paris. And it's – and the cat was snowing in Paris. And the caption was – uh well, Isaac Okoro's caption is like – it's like the Eiffel, Eiffel, Terrace, Eiffel Tower got ice. You know, he's, he's being corny, making it. He like he ice, right? <laughs> but like it was it. snowing, so yeah, that's oh, Isaac Okora with his corny joke. But you know, <laughs> we 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 like the way ice been balling this year, man. And then uh, your boy, man, typical, probably somebody that be skiing and stuff like that out in out in Utah, man. Your boy Sam Mara out there in shorts, man. Yeah, man. You know, well. I said it's snow on the ground, really? Yeah. You, you, hey, man, I, I'm not surprised, man. I, you know, because you see, you see that in Cleveland. Yeah, you yeah. see that in I, Cleveland. It, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not I mean, even going. That's true, but he's. If it's just how you are, just how you are. Ain't nothing wrong with it. 
Yeah. Hey, just, but but hey, people I've seen somebody on. in the snow with flop with open toed sandals. Oh, that's crazy. Man, I ain't seen that one. You but yeah. but he got on uh the short game, man, with the uh with the with, with, with the, the coat with a coat. <laughs> that's like an oxymoron, really. He, he didn't want the chest to be cold. <laughs> but the but the legs is okay. Yeah, the legs. But okay. so they did that. They took you know they was together as a group, seeing some of the sights. And then I know Donovan Mitchell broke away. He had like a like a uh, endorsement thing and Adidas thing going on with with Paris. I didn't realize how big D D Mitch is over in Europe and overseas and stuff, man. You know that 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 that, that, that spider's a big name over there. I'm gonna be honest. Before you told me that, I wouldn't have realized that either. But then again, I guess there's a lot of players until I, I seen it. I know, I knew, I knew he had a Adidas shoe contract, and I knew it was re- relatively relatively lucrative. I knew that. Mm. But like, tell you what I don't like, man. What y'all young cats do nowadays, man? <laughs> I'm ready to hear it. <laughs> Let me tell you, because what 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 y'all do, man? Y'all messed up the shoe game, man. Did we? I'm just saying, I used to like the days when shoes used to match your uniform. Like, you know, like Magic had his uh, <laughs> weapons. They was purple, white, and gold. Bird had his had his weapons. Uh-huh. They was like, you know, the dark, dark green. Dr. J wore Converse with a red stripe because he wore red for the Sixers. MJ wore red and black Jordans. Uh-huh. Y'all boys be having on fluorescent and pink shoes and just yeah. You know, okay. Oh, you know, you know, we put a little bit of color. You know, I wish I had my uh I wish had I knew you was gonna say that, I would have had brung in my lamellos. You know, they like bright green, they the slime, they the slime lamello ball, puma shoes, you know. Okay, fine. You want your I you mean, want your kicks to be shown a little bit? I can you know? respect that, man. But if you're playing for the Toledo Rockets, whose color is gold and black, right? Yeah, yeah. In your in your lion green lomelo ball shoes. You want to be you want your kicks to be seen. Get you some yellow shoes then. <laughs> and don't and don't nothing stand out like that crispy white though. I agree. Nothing. I agree. I agree. You know? But yeah, so that's Donald Mitchell was with the deeds, and Darius Garland had to say, This is what I didn't know. Darius Garland got a deal and was doing something over there with New Balance. Mm. I like New Balance, man. I mean, I I never, and out here in DC, that that that's a popular shoe. The 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 nine nine sixes, really, like the, the the running shoe. Everybody everybody been that's DC shoe for the last thirty years. <laughs> like when I first moved out here twenty years ago, I was like everybody wearing New Balance because you know I'm still wearing Air Force Boys and stuff. You know what yeah, I mean? I was that's what he was doing. <laughs> and uh, I started. It's more, it's more popular than the ones here. In DC, yes, 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 yes. It's just, it's just, it's just a, like go go music, man. Just a DC thing, man. But uh, yeah, but back in the day, I know like James Worthy used to wear New Balance when I was a kid. Not not a whole bunch of players wore a lot of New Balance, but Darius Garland had a New Balance deal. I think Kawhi Leonard wears them now. I know, he yeah. Does. yeah, yeah, he do. I mean, they they they, they have they have they share athletes. Nobody like Nike. Adidas probably second. But yeah, so Darius Garland had a had an Adidas thing, and the other the other Cavs and probably Darius and Donovan too have been involved in a lot of community service stuff while they're over there. 
because the NBA wants to, you know, foster good overseas relationships in these teams. Brooklyn is probably doing something too. I don't know what they're doing in Cleveland because the NBA is, these teams are over there is not only to go play a, a game, but they're over there as ambassadors. I agree. You know, it's a lot of players. You kind of honestly, um, not even to bring it back, but you know what I mean? It's a lot of players. I wouldn't even have thought like, was like that huge of ambassadors, like, like Derrick Rose until you start seeing like his, uh, his three V three tournaments he had to have out there or Clay Thompson, um, which you probably, I probably could assume for it. Like, Cause he's with Anta, I think. And then, uh, James Harden. That's another one. I would have never known. Who is James Harden with? Adidas. I thought so. Yeah, okay. Adidas. So yeah. is D Rose. Mm-hmm. But I knew D Rose. D Rose was I mean D Rose was that dude, man, 10, 12 years ago, man. He was. But he's still like really, really pop. Like if you go out there right now, because you gotta think they even after they continued his shoe line for a while before mm-hmm. they like stopped it. So Mm-hmm. But you know, before we go deeper into today's show, I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
Now we're back with That's Rather Cavaliers. My name is Relly. Of course, we got OG Uncle Tate. You know, you know, he you no, know, he gives me hits to a couple of games. You know, he tells me about the you know the shoe game, you know, we gotta get him a little bit of color in the shoe. Hey, so that's old school Friday. shoe game, really. I know, I know, I know you the young fella. That's why I'm uncle, you nephew. <laughs> I get I, I get it, man. I got I got you know, I, I got I got real nephews older than you. <laughs> they live in Cleveland. Hey, they like they probably you know they probably got the forces. Probably got a pair of J's and they got a shoe with color, a little bit of color. Yeah, you know? I, know, I know they got J's. I'm sure they got some color, and I'm sure they would do the same thing that because they're younger than some of the players that, that that wear all these bright colors, you know. Yeah, no, no, but, don't go too overboard, but you know. Hey, man, I tell you what, though, we 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 didn't talked about the Paris trip aspect of it. We didn't talked about some <laughs> of these athletes and their shoes, but I want to get into the Cavs talk, man. Talk about what you and. CHB had talking about the other day, man. Y'all had some juicy topics going down, man. Yeah, via CHB, we was excited, man. Like from start to finish, we uh, because realistically, it's been a while since we we paired up. So, and it's really hard for us to kind of get together because he's from Australia, he's from Sydney, um, and that time difference is is real. Yeah, so when it, we got that together, about, about eight hours. Yeah, about an eight hour, because it was like when we when when we made that show, it was pitch black over here, but it was like early morning. It was actually lunchtime yeah. for him. It might so, even be like ten or eleven. I got a, I got a, a good friend of mine. They got a a friend, like a, a a girlfriend that's over there. You know, she's actually an Australian lawyer. Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah he, oh she can get into the chicken. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much they get paid over there, but yeah, she's smart. I know that. And then I do on the topic of C- the CHB that podcast because it's going to go hand in hand, right? Because we also kind of tried to kind of narrow it down to what this would impact with Thursday's game, right? Because we did talk about some trades and we did talk about Isaac Curl, Ice, mm-hmm. because it was a dilemma that we kind of came to the conclusion that, um, uh, CHB believe that Ice is going to get his contract. He's going to get his money. He's been playing really, really great, and he has. The problem I had with it is I do not feel like Isaac Okoro is going to get the bag. Now, the pick context to it, Jordan did believe like Ice and, uh, and Struess was about on close to the same tier in terms of like what they bring to the team. Now I can I can see that from two different spectrums. The only problem is is just I don't think Isaac Okoro has developed enough as a shooter. Um going into this game though, I do think he's probably going to be looked at as someone that's gonna probably get some open jumpers. Um especially since Brooklyn has a tendency of rotating. They're a pretty good defensive team, genuinely. Uh not good at really stealing the ball, but they're usually good at rotating the ball, rotating with the ball, you know. Um, but you, I kind of wanted to get Uncle Tate's <laughs> perspective on the show because I know you had a little bit of pushback, really more so on the trade part. But how did you feel about the Isaac Okoro? Like, do you think this season really is enough for him to get? Because I'm thinking realistically, he would probably be 
wanting like 60 million plus some people thinking like 80 million which is a little steep to me but i had someone that actually commented on another video i actually dropped of that a part of that he's saying you know i wouldn't give isaac crow nothing more than 15 million a year i'm well not 15 million 15 million for three years so he would be getting five million a year nah okay so ice has really been balling he stepped up since his since last year, he's really stepped up. Uh, playing good, they they give him a little more ball handling responsibility. I think he's shooting like thirty five percent from three, which is an increase. And he he just puts his fingerprints on the game in so many ways. That being said, they went and got Struess because of what Ice wasn't doing, right? So, and Struess came and getting sixteen million a year back to sixteen point two, something like that a year. That's not ice bag. He's not yeah. getting that. He can he can get that 60, but it's probably gonna be a six-year deal. Maybe five, maybe 12 a year, but I'm I'm more comfortable with 10 a year. And you give a player a player option, maybe after three, see where you at. You know what I mean? He can decide if he wants to try and hit test free agency, get more money, or if he's content with sticking it out with the with the six-year. Uh, 60 million because he's only like 22 years old right now. Mm -hmm. So he would get another big contract. 60 million is a lot of money. Maybe not NBA, but he he about 10, 12 million dollars in production though. Struce came in at a lot of shooting, a lot of toughness. I mean, you know, he's he's a he's a capable go-to, go-to shooter, you know. And Ice is not yet. He can shoot. He's doing better, but he's not that guy yet. And he doesn't defend threes as well as I like to see him just because of – I think of his height. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he defends on ball and twos really well. But when you get somebody like Jason Tatum against him or Jalen Brown or some of those, some of those bigger, you know, two, three wings – he he he's he's not is not as good good a defender against them as he is against on ball against you know guards as his sides are smaller. Yeah. Now going into Thursday game though, what do you think Isaac Curl is going to be bringing to that game? Like, do you think he's going to be looked at for? catch and shoot or you think it is going to be like he's going to probably going to have to guard Cam Thompson uh, to avoid him kind of getting off? Well, I think the starting lineup for the most part has been Jared Allen, Dean Wade, Ice, Struess, and Diamond Mitchell. Yeah. And I think out that group, I think they really like Karras coming off the bench because he he gives so much production off the bench. He's like, you know, he's top two or three for six man of the year right now. If there was, you know, voting today, um, talking about Karis LeVert. I think Isaac's role is to be what his role is. He's going to, I think they're going to put him on, not Cam Thomas, because Cam Thomas is street. I think they're going to put him on Mikael Bridges. I think it'll be his job to take Mikael Bridges out. And I think Struess probably can, Guard Cam Thomas, and then they could flip those two around. But in my mind, you you stop Mikael Bridges because 
if if Cam Thomas is going to beat you, you let him beat you because he's he's a volume shooter. You know what I mean? He can get high, but he's a volume shooter. Mikael Bridges is going to draw more fouls. He's going to go to the hole. Um, so I like Ice just just take him out the game. Kind of like a shutdown corner in football, right? Take your best receiver out. Just mm-hmm. put ice on that dude and let him just, you know, guard, guard. Uh, who did I say? Uh, Mikael? Mikael Bridges, yeah. Brooklyn Bridges. Guard him, and then Struz can guard Cam Thomas or Donovan Mitchell. We'll figure it out, see how the game is. But that's how I like it to open up, though. Hmm. Huh. Oh, yeah. What, what it, do you think? Now, I think, honestly, I think uh, – I do. You you are right. Um, he probably is gonna probably either guard him or Cameron Johnson. But I do think they're probably gonna look for him to probably catch and shoot a little bit more. Just open it up. Um, just really try to get Brooklyn to rotate. Um, so he's gonna probably get slotted in a corner like he typically is. Right. They're probably gonna really look for, like they're probably really gonna kick it out to him a little bit more than usual, and they're gonna need well, him well, to knock well. him down. He needs to either knock him down or be able to aggressively attack the closeout. Yes. The thing is, yes. The thing is, with ice, they don't too they, they don't come with that closeout too hard. You know what I mean? They they kind of size him up and just we get a hand in your face. That's enough for you. Because mm-hmm. they don't have to press him off the line. But if he if he catches them and he's wide open and he's so wide open, they gotta run at him. He needs to be ready to put the ball on the floor and go by him and create something for somebody else. You got Wade, Struess, and D. Mitch on the floor. Huh? And Jared Allen's been hitting that mid-range, that, you know, that that elbow, that elbow jumper pre- pretty well the past couple weeks. Yeah. And I think that to your point, I do think the offense is going to be a little bit open. Mainly because we got a couple of pieces out. So I mean that paints like you said. So if he's not gonna shoot it, yeah, he he does has to attack, get fouls, you know, get him in foul trouble. Um, I do think on both sides they're probably gonna have a little fun with this game just because they're in Paris, throw out a little bit, be a little flashy, you know what I mean? Just show both of y'all brands of basketball, right? Right. Um, now, for people that's betting, <laughs> for people that's betting, I do think you're probably gonna want to say this game total is probably going to be under um 230 honestly under 228 in points because i do think this is going to be like a slow game right i think this is gonna it is going to get a little bit more defensive oriented it's going to be flashy but i think in the the second half of the game is where it's going to slow down i think i think the fourth quarter i agree with you there I think the game itself is going to be kind of all starish, all starish to start. If they're overseas, you know, they want to entertain, they want to win, and that's why when they get down to the fourth quarter, they're going to start, you know, yeah. playing playing hard defense and playing harder than they was the first three quarters. Yeah, but to start the game, I think you'll see a lot of threes, a lot of a lot of uncontested going to the hole. Laws the game is within a close range. For three quarters, then they just both would say we're gonna turn it on in the fourth quarter. Is what I think. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, they're both. I mean, if you want to pull the stats, I know we was talking about this in the, in the text message, but both. I mean, both teams they they average 
basically 114, 113, 115 points per game, right? As their respective teams. And then both of them are literally top 15 in team assists. So they're, they're going to be slow. They're team, they're defensive oriented. So they're not going to get this, get out of hand, but they're going to, they're going to play this respectfully. Um, to your point, they're going to show out all-star like second half is going to get more like playoff type basketball, um, where it's going to be like, all right, we're going to, we're going to have to slow this down. Um, but I do think this is going to be a fun game. Anybody that's betting on FanDuel, DraftKings, or et cetera, please be very careful of doing that over in the first half because I think that might bite you. They're gonna have it super. They're gonna have it probably like super like high. So right. people that's picking over, please be careful. <laughs> right, but I, I, I can see an over in this game though, just because it's it's a real game. It's gonna count on your schedule, but it's more of an exhibition. I mean, they over there to entertain. The fans in Paris to NBA basketball. Like I said, I do think in the fourth quarter, everything tightens up. But I think going into the going into the fourth, it could be like 100 to 100. Hmm. Think so? I could, I could kind of see that. Though. That's where I'm at, <laughs> I can kind of visualize that. I'll be, I will be watching tomorrow. You probably won't. You'll probably be at work. Yeah. So I probably have it on stream. I just have it in the office. Just keep bobbing my head. Okay. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna see what what happens. Okay. Okay. I can dig it. But I'm gonna do one more advertisement. We gotta pay these bills, you know. And here, that's where the Cavaliers. I, I'm gonna try to stay really true to my word to Uncle Tate. So the last segment we gonna have, I'm gonna ask Uncle Tate about his thoughts on the over and unders on these players and points. And then I'm going to end off with Uncle Tate once again explaining who he thinks is going to be the X factor in tomorrow's game. So we're going to take that break and we catch you in a sec. And once again, this is That's Rather Cavaliers, where we talk Cleveland Cavaliers. We talk all the rumors, the drama, predictions, the pre-show. We talk about it all, man. My name is Relly. Of course, you got OG Uncle Tate. You know, for all the new listeners that's tapped in, thank you for tuning in with us. You know, like anybody that's trying to help us out, just tell them. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can find podcasts, you can find us Type in That's Rather Cavaliers. We will be there. We are one of the best Cleveland Cavalier podcasts you will ever listen to. But like I said, I'm going to keep this on schedule. I promise Uncle Tate I would do this. You know, we might have a C-plus average, and I see Uncle Tate out there. What's that? (laughs) Got my hand raised, man. We've done a lot of discussion about the Paris game Mm -hmm. and about what they've been doing in Paris. But, man, I want to talk about some of these rumors, man, and what you and CHB was talking about, man. That's what most interests me right now. And I just got something come across my phone that says from uh, – you ever you ever read the uh, King Games Jospel? Oh, yeah. The ca- yeah. Yeah, so, so I just came across it. Cavalier fans won't – the headline is Cavalier fans won't like it, but Cleveland should consider trading their young phenom. 
And as I just browse through the article that they're talking about Evan Mobley. So we kind of talked about this a little bit. I'm going to be honest with you, Uncle Tate. I'm going to be honest with you. If I had to trade between him and Jared Allen, I would bet you every single dollar I would never bet Evan Mobley in this in this scenario. I Like, to be honest... I understand Jared Allen is going off. You know, you you got, you know, you emphasized that before we even started show. Jared Allen is going crazy and it is showing us flashes of things we kind of had in our mind, but now that everybody's out, we kind of see this was the tick for tack, right? Whenever somebody out, the other player basically do what they're supposed to do. Now, the reason I'm double downing and triple downing on FM Mobley, he's younger, he's more versatile, and he Probably is he has the the upside to be the better player, right? To be honest, they're probably even in their they're like a two year age difference, three year age difference. But I'm not I'm not picking uh I'm not trading Evan Mobley, man. It depends on the let package. Me, let me let, let me ask you this. Okay, I love Evan Mobley as a talent as a player. When they got him, I actually wanted him over uh, K Cunningham. And Jalen Green, who both went before him. Because Mobley was picked three, right? Yeah. And I wanted Evan Mobley. I thought Jalen Green would be, would be redundant with, uh, at the time, Colin Sexton. Darius Garland would have been too little. And I would have took Cade probably, but we didn't have number one. So between Jalen and Evan, I wanted, I wanted Evan. And I'm real high on Evan Mobley and his talents. I mean, I see all the untapped potential. It's been three years now. He hasn't developed not too much at all. He was all defensive team last year. But my question is, really, between Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, Jared, I mean, Evan Mobley is better, better talent, better player, better skills. Jared Allen is much more of an anchor, a true center, Defense down low. I've been like he been going to the catching the ball in the mid paint and just going to the hole and either dropping it off or just catching the body, right? And what he been doing the past couple of weeks when with space, uh-huh. with space because Evan Mobley's not out there to clog up the lane with him. But my question is, I'm, I just said all the good stuff about about Evan Mobley. He's a better talent. He probably has a higher upside. But if if you talk about trading somebody. Who are you gonna get more more assets for? Return the return gonna be bigger for who? Evan Mobley. Okay, but it's a reason why <laughs> you're gonna get a bigger return for. Well, Evan he's the Mobley. better player, but exactly. just but just look at how they've been playing without Mobley and Garland. True, but I'm not saying trade Evan Mobley. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Well, yeah, no, no, I get it, but I'm just but here from like even if I took bias aside, right? Because this is usually how I try to decipher trades and rumors and stuff. I try to think of it as a non-Cavs fan, right? Because when I do the money, I do the I try to factor in all this stuff, right? The one question I, I think into my head, right, is which one of the two players would be easier to get if you trade one of them? Evan Mobley or Jared Allen? Probably Jared Allen. Easier to get. Exactly. So 
the reason the well, he, 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 easier to get because the team trading for him is about to give up less than they would if they were trading for Evan Mobley. No, but the reason the reason I say that I'm talking about like Jared Jared Allen is a good player, but you could find a Jared Allen for cheaper in the NBA. The chances of you finding an Evan Mobley again is very very rare. And that is why they are so – that's why their prices is so high. Now, I understand you can get a full return for Evan Mobley, especially if you really want to tell Donovan Mitchell we're going to build you a legitimate contender. But at the same time, I feel like if you trade Jared Allen, you give Evan Mobley his space and you let him grow, honestly, I feel like you would be making a well better investment on Mobley. And in worst-case scenario, you you kind of want a, another Jared Allen. You can get one for – in the in the in the buyout mark for like one point five million. Who, who, who is that? Who is another Jared Allen right now? You can get a Bismack Biombo. He in the free agency now. Is is he is he twenty four and eighteen ever? He ain't gonna give you twenty four and eighteen, but he what's, get what's, you, what's Jared Allen, Allen giving you right now with space? He get you that, but honestly, I mean Evan Mobley can at least get he can like if you give him space, he can give you twenty, twelve, four blocks, and then he can guard everybody. On the perimeter and in the dialogue, I don't disagree. I mean, I definitely. So agree. it's like, it's it's just. <laughs> I I do know. <laughs> I, I I definitely agree. Evan Mobley's the better player, and again, I love Evan. Just just earlier last all season after we got done with the Knicks, Evan Mobley was untouchable to me. Absolutely, the only person I might have traded, only other young player I might trade Evan Mobley for, would have been uh, Ant Man in Minnesota. I would have loved that one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I would have loved that one. That, that's the upside that he had, yeah. right? That's his ceiling. Absolutely. It's high like that. But when he come back and he's not hitting the three and he's not being aggressive and, like I said, it's, 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 it's the development. And I feel like if you trade Jared Allen, I think Donovan Mitchell's more apt not to like that. Because Donovan Mitchell's seeing how we're playing right now without Evan and Darius. Mm-hmm. You know? And, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you could bring some pieces, some win-now pieces in. You could probably trade Evan Mobley and get Pascal Siakam. You can. Not that I want Pascal, but I'm saying he's a he's a difference maker. And, you got, of course, you got to get picks. But I don't think Toronto would 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 would, would uh, sleep on pairing Evan Mobley and, and, and Scotty Scotty. Uh, if I'm Toronto, what's his name? Scotty who? Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. Yeah. I mean, if you Toronto, you you do that. Right. The problem is, <laughs> which is starting to is, is ironic. What's coming out with Spicy P? Which now he's kind of scaring like Sacramento. He actually just scared them a little bit. He said, "Well, rumor." So, you know, not to pip words in a player's mouth, but it's coming out saying like he ain't really trying to go there because I ain't going to get my, I'm not, I'm not going to get a max extension over there. Well, anybody that trained for him know he wants the max. Yeah. But, but I don't know. I don't know if he worth the max. I agree. But a player that's probably thinking that it is probably feeling like, you know what I mean? Because because now you're talking about a player that's unrestricted free agent, right? right? So if you trade for if you give up all your assets, so in Cleveland case, you give up all your you give up Evan Mobley, 
and he's locked in no matter what, right? When he gets his extent, he's he's locked in. If if you decide you're not gonna give him that bag or you try to negotiate, he's gone. Because he's gonna yeah, find no, a sucker they, team they, that's they, gonna they, give him. Yeah, but then we, after your rookie contract, the, the team got certain rights though. They he just can't leave. No, that's what I'm saying though. With Evan Mobley, he he can't he can't leave though because he's right. restricted free. Like so he's that's why I say he's locked in. You know what I mean? Like the like if they trade whatever you get offered. Yeah. So he's not going anywhere. So that's a full like that's a that would be the most obvious trade for Toronto to make, right? You just traded basically the same player with a better upside with a more guaranteed contract. That's deserving least. deserving of the max. Exactly. Spicy yeah, PA. If, if I'm clearly out, I don't I don't want that trade. I'm just thinking outside the box, like what could potentially work? I mean, if you trade Evan Mobley, you want something. You, you do. You do wanna, <laughs> you you, want to. That's where big. I agree. You, I mean, you have to you you because you can't trade him low. You right. No, not at all. You can't. And he's a big. He's a versatile big. He's he can shoot. He can. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I think you stick with Evan Mobley still for the for the long term, but he he has to develop better, man. He needs. Need to start. We need to start seeing the weight that he putting on. I know seven pounds in the off season. Go ahead and get your nutritionist. Hit the weight room. Bring come back with fifteen pounds on. He can't be like Victor Wembanyama. Nah, but he gonna put on weight. I mean, he you know he just got here, and then I feel like you got you got to stay in the gym working on that shot, man. That's that's the pro. The problem is not you and Jared out together. The problem is the expectations for you to be able to step out to three and hit. You know, relatively a, a, a decent percentage, 33, one out of every three, make the defense respect you. And he's just not doing that yet. But when that comes, the Cavs will be even better because defensively they're a juggernaut with both them guys out there. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to throw in a defensive lineup and you throw ice out there, Karis Levert been being up, you want to be big on the on, on ball on the one, put uh, Mitchell out there where he's giving 100% effort. They, they can have a shutdown defensive team. The only thing they still lacking is that enforcer type player outside Tristan Thompson. Get John you know, Wall. I, John Wall ain't that guy, man. What is, what is John Wall doing, really? Um, getting disrespected, man. And he playing in Greece or something? What is he doing? He out in Australia right now, man. Okay, yeah. Nah, they don't need John Wall. I think I think Craig Porter Jr. is a great backup. He cheap. He played good defense. He plays smart. He's a distributor. He's not a shoot first point guard. I like Craig Porter Jr. in that role. I'm just saying no, they no. need Tristan Thompson works for what he does. But come on, at best he's 14 minutes a game, six points and four boards and some fouls. But I mean, he brings experience and toughness. I probably, even though I know this is another guard, but because Jaws out for the season, maybe I, maybe you try to get like a uh, um, Marcus Smart. I like Marcus Smart. You know, I, I know it's another guard, but I, grittiness that would be kind of. I was gonna say but Pat see, Bev, but he, I'm really he, not gonna do that. But no, nah, he's too old. But think so. Yeah, Pat Bev, like 33, 34 years old. Marcus Smart, like 29. Yeah. But I think Marcus Smart and Donovan Mitchell work, work well together. So maybe you 
work up some where you, you get Darius Garland on the go. But you got to get compensation picks back more than Marcus Smart. But man, Marcus Smart and Donovan Mitchell in the backcourt together. Yeah. With Mobley Allen and, and Struess or Okoro come in, Levert come in. I like that because I'm seeing us function well without Darius Garland. Darius Garland kind of regressed so far this year, too, when he was yeah. playing. Yeah. And I like Darius Garland, man. <laughs> I do, too. I was I saying Darius Garland was going to be better than Kyrie when, you know, his all-star season. But I think Donovan Mitchell kind of coming, not on purpose, intentionally, but it just the spacing, the ball usage and all that, it just messes up his flow. They mess up each other's flow. That's why the Cavs are playing so well now. When Mitchell can be the ball-dominant guy, Allen can be the paint guy. And then when you bring Mobley and Garland back, you got two ball dominant usage guys, and you got two guys that want to be in the paint. It's redundant. Yeah. Yeah. We got to do some more roster construction. Yeah. <laughs> we got to do yeah. some more roster construction. But we young. The, the only thing that makes yeah, it kind of like weird is just that if we didn't have the timetable of Don right now, if we didn't have that situation, we probably wouldn't feel as bad, but that's the only reason we're just like more is like now is really, really important. Now look, I thought of a potential trade partner for Darius Garland. Would you trade Darius Garland to Sacramento? Not Sacramento, San Antonio. Pair him with Wimbiana. You get back uh your boy Vassell, your boy uh is it James Johnson? They got a they got a small forward that went to Kentucky. It's not Keldon, right? Keldon, Keldon Johnson, Johnson Keldon yeah. Johnson. Him and some picks and maybe Malachi Brown. But now you open it up with Donovan Mitchell. You got Kellen Johnson. That's a true three. That's really good. He's really been, he's really been uh, underused in San Antonio. I'm just, I'm just spitballing, man. Like you and CHB was, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm really not, you know. <laughs> hey, man. That's because we... you, you talked to me a month ago. I was trading Mitchell, and you talked to me three months ago. I was trading Allen. <laughs> now I see they the one eight out the last ten. Mm-hmm. Look good doing it. No Mobley, no Garland. Things are working. And if you were to get off one of Mobley or Garland, you get a lot of good pieces. You would. But I think uh this is gonna <laughs> it's gonna this is gonna be a situation where we're gonna end up having to see this to the or to the end of the season before yeah, we really because uh I think the Cleveland Cavaliers has done something that they've usually always done, but it's different this year where they have completely confused the fans, right? Because we know we have a good team. The league knows we have a good team. The problem is we just don't know who our go-to guys are still. And we thought it was clear cut until that last playoffs. And now this season is kind of like double down on it because it's like obviously Don is our closer, right? That's that's who we. But is it be times where Don is trying to 
you know what I mean? He is trying to let the other guys kind of feel their rhythm. And like you said, Darius Garland this season has been a down year. Same for Mobley. Regression, um, regression. And to your point, hey. it is a lot of a lot of it is has to do with let just me, let me let me ask you facing. this. Who we lose to in the playoffs last year? The Knicks. And what was the how, how many games was it? Four or five, right? It was, it was four to one. Yeah. Five. So my question is. If they laced them up and played the Knicks right now, fully healthy, the Knicks do the same thing. The Knicks got Randall, <laughs> they got Ananobi, they got Josh Hart, they got uh, your boy uh, play for us. The center replacing Mitchell. Good thing Mr. Robinson not playing. Hardenstein been yeah. balling. Jalen Brunson. The Knicks will do the same thing to us right now, man. As a Cleveland fan, I, I as soon as you said that, as soon as. as as soon as I kind of heard in my mind with the direction you was going that I wanted to, to say no. I really wanted to. But you're right. <laughs> right. You are right. But that's the pro- that's the problem, though, because it's like on paper. On paper, our team is still better than they are. On paper. On paper? Because on paper. why? Because we Brunson. have to- Brunson, Brunson done served D. Mitch up the last two playoffs, once in Dallas, once in New York. Beating both times. But that's the eye test, though. That's different than on That's paper. the eye test. That's that's the win test. What are you talking no, about? No, because that's the that's the because look, realistically, Darius Garland should be smoking Jalen Brunson. Donovan Mitchell should be smoking any shooting guard on New York. Now the problem is yes. now they do have uh OG and Obi. That's 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 changed the game greatly. Yes. But yeah. Julius Randle, Julius Randle, him and Evan Mobley should be tit for tat. And then Julius Jared Randall's Allen. Bully, bully still. He yeah. And, and Jared I think, Allen. I think Jared Allen might fare better against Hardenstein if he comes to play like he's been playing. But to be honest, Jared or oh, Harrenstein and even Mitchell Robinson shouldn't even have been doing what they was doing that the the well the Jared Allen on like oh. I said, that's why I said it's different because the eye test, what we physically seen, defied everything we seen on the paper statistically and said, all right, this well, so, is what well, should Where are you going by? Are you going to pick up a paper? You look, look at the game. Hey, saying the paper analytics say this, but you're looking at your guy get murked out there on the court, really? <laughs> I, I know. But that's the pro- That's what I'm saying. That's the problem. Because, like I said, because – and this is probably the better way to say this, the cleaner way to say it, right? For somebody, if this was somebody's first time watching the game and they wasn't a fan of the Cavs or the Knicks, they was a casual fan. If they looked at these players, they would nine times out of ten probably say Cleveland was the better team or it looked like they would what, be the what better gave team. you that outside of one game? Be- I didn't look at that and say Jared Allen was better than Mitchell Robinson. Really? You wouldn't have, yeah. you wouldn't have thought that? And Mitchell Robinson getting 10 offensive boards a game and getting like 12 and 16? Jared Allen was an all-star. Yeah, two years Mitchell, ago. Mitchell Robinson was essentially hurt for every season he's played. And what did he do when he got in the playoffs against but, Jared Allen last year? But like I said, that's the point I'm, that's the point I'm making. Because that's the, <laughs> that's, that's the part where realistically that shouldn't have happened, but it did. 
that I can't re- I can't refuse. But it did. They were out coached. Tibbs is a better coach than JB. And <laughs> yeah. Tibbs style from back in Chicago with Taj Gibson and uh Luau Dang and all Derrick Rose. They play a tough brand of basketball. The Cavs don't match up well against teams that play a tough brand of basketball. And when you trade Quigley and RJ Bear for Ananobi, oh, you just got tougher. And we lucky Mitchell Robinson is done for the year. If it was Ananobi, Julius Randle, and Mitchell Robinson, it's bully ball. <laughs> So I'll ask you this too, right? On the subject of the Cavs, you know, that's rather Cavaliers, all right? Because I said, I told you, I gave you my promise, this podcast. Who do you think is going to be the X factor for the Cleveland Cavaliers Thursday against the Brooklyn Nets? It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be Donovan. It's going to be Donovan more Jared, like, like, like it's been. I mean, Donovan playing hard to set how big he was overseas. He's going to try and at least drop a 30 ball. Thirty. You don't think Sam Merrill going to come in there with the shorts and a, yeah, and man, a, a bubble gonna, coat and just get the, you know what I mean, give him a quick yeah, 45? He, no. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to hit some <laughs> shots. But, I mean, if he gets 16, he had a great game. <laughs> you know, but you said the X factor. I mean, the X factor is going to carry carry the, the game. Donald Mitchell scoring 30, <laughs> maybe more. Jared Allen probably getting 24 and 14. Mm-hmm. You know, because he can he can kind of have his way with the uh the little skinny center from Brooklyn. <laughs> Claxton. Claxton, yeah, Claxton. yeah. <laughs> he can have his way with him. So, you know, he can play bully ball. I like the way he's going at Wimbin Yonder the other day. I did too. Yeah. I, I honestly uh I didn't expect that from him. Because I, you used to him being soft I, on paper. I, I, I didn't expect that from him. You used to him being soft, really. He finally playing with some with some veracity, with some passion. Like he go up and I mean he don't look nothing like Shaq. Shaq was <laughs> 70 pounds bigger. But he'd catch the ball and duck in and just catch a body, though. That's what Jerry Allen been doing the past two, three weeks. Hmm? And I love, I love my big to play like that. And when you got a big to play like that, when you got Sam Merrill out there, Struce out there, D. Mitchell out there, Karis Levert out there. Sets the tone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Evan Mobley clogged all that up right now. And vice versa. And I don't, yeah, Jared Allen does too when Evan Mobley's back. But I think Jared Allen is better and a, a better defensive anchor. Evan Mobley's a better all-around player. But if you gotta have somebody in the paint to 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 catch somebody coming to the rim, not from not from help side, coming at you. Mm-hmm. Give me Jared Allen in, in that in that scenario. Respect it. Now, last thing, last but not least, the over and unders, right? You know, we gotta pit back on that, you know, fan duel, betters hat for Uncle Tate, you know. Hopefully you're gonna win some of the listeners some cash, right? So, so you, you got you got you got the you got the numbers. You you gonna ask me what I think? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna say the 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 point total. I mean, I'm okay. You gonna tell us if it's you think it's gonna be over or under? Okay, for for the game tomorrow. Yes, for these players. Yep. yep. And okay. only only did six or seven. I might not be able to count right now, but. <laughs> 
Donovan Mitchell for 27. Over. Mikhail Bridges for 21. Over. Jared Allen for 15. Over. <laughs> Cameron Johnson for 15. Under. Close. 12. Mm-hmm. He hit three threes and go to the three line a couple times. Karis LeVert for 17. Over. Cam Thompson for 20. Mm, that's a, that's the toughest one. He's so streaky. I think he like they 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 second or third option. Brooklyn Bridge is gonna get his. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he he, he get that he get 20, 21. He go over. Sam yeah, because it's gonna be a fast paced game. For sure, I can respect that. Sam Merrill for eight. Oh, he's over that. Over okay. He might be over that in the first half. <laughs> and hey, I disrespect, also, disrespect to Sam, man. Sam, because they're doing his averaging points, so, you know. He get three open shots. He passed that. <laughs> True. And he, he is going to be looked at as a scoring option, too. Yeah, well, he, he's, a, he's a release valve. You got Donovan Mitchell attacking like he is or pulling up. You got Jared Allen in the paint. And then so you and you got you got Struce on one side, you got Murrow on the other side, you got you gotta respect Mitchell and Allen, and that opens everything up. So yeah, Sam Mitchell gonna get eight. Okay. You know, that's good to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Give me something difficult. You know, I tried to. That's why I tried to get those six, but you know, it didn't it didn't work out that way. Maybe I should have said steals or something. Because maybe that's how I should have switched it. But yeah. I think we ran through all my Donovan, Donovan, Donovan Mitchell over, over, over seven assists. Mm. Over seven? Over seven. Hmm. How many threes do you think he's going to be over? Or are you, are you doing under? Know, so if you want to do over, let's say, three threes, would you do over or under? He hit four threes because he's he trying to put on the show. All right. I'm going to put this as a parlay. We're gonna pitch yeah. this in a we're gonna pitch this as a I'm saying I ain't giving you nothing but good game. Speaking of good games, this uh I'm looking at right this Cavs coming at 8 30. No, I'm sorry, Cavs play tomorrow. Ohio yeah. State coming at 8 30. They play uh Wisconsin. I'll be watching that. But uh I'm watching Minnesota and Boston right now, the two best teams in the league. Hmm. Yeah, it's 45-40. Boston with five minutes left in the uh, first half. Hmm. You know how I got my new setup here, my big, my big screen <laughs> right here in front of you, man. I'm working. I got on my, my I got my <laughs> NBA league pass. I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm Gucci, really. <laughs> I'm sitting here with my with, with, with my my lime green shoes on. <laughs> oh, see. We worked them no, all with no, color. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really not. I'm just telling you how good life is right now. <laughs> Sitting here podcasting, talking to you. Got my because because you know we talked about it before the show for the holidays for Christmas. I got a new setup. My wife kind of, kind of just. I mean, she asked me if I wanted. I really didn't want it, but she forced me to get stuff. 
And uh, I got this new. You saw my desk with the uh, with the with the with, with the LEDs. Mm-hmm. Got my got my uh, my my. I got my my Mac my MacBook right here. I'm talking to you on. Got my iPad right here. Got my ring lights. Got my 55 inch monitor right here, like literally four feet in front of me. My new mic. You seen my new mic, really? I'm my <laughs> Christmas was good for the podcast world, man. <laughs> yeah, it looks sharp too. For anybody, you know, I know y'all hearing our voices, but if y'all can see it, it's it's clean. Thanks, That's a man. real clean setup. Appreciate you. But go ahead, man. I will say, is it anything else you have for the show? No, nah, man. Um, I don't know how you heard anything about Darius Garland coming back. So the only things I've heard in regards to both him and Evan Mobley is uh they don't have a timetable. Evan Mobley might be in my guesstimate. Evan Mobley, we might see him probably early February and then Darius Garland probably be around that time frame too but uh, they really don't have a timetable right now and especially for people who do a lot of fantasy because I'm in a fantasy league they actually they're they're actually unsure so I'm probably guessing they're probably just gonna wait till like February honestly after the all-star break February yeah and the Cavs is winning now, so it's okay. I mean, they bring those guys back healthy. The second, the, the, really, the last third of the season at that point, I- integrate them in, and they start playing like we know they can play. Because right now, I think the Cavs are in fourth place in the East. No, they're not. They man, they fell out. I thought, the, I thought we was like they're eight. in seventh place. Yeah, but. They got the same amount of, but yeah, it's only it's only a half game between where they had at seven and where the Heat is at at four. Mm. The, the the Knicks are twenty two and fifteen. The Cavs are twenty one and fifteen. So this game is important. Brooklyn's in the ten spot. The Knicks, the Heat, the Patriots are all twenty one and fifteen. I expect that to man the the Heat. I'm sorry, the Knicks are twenty two and fifteen. The Heat, the Pacers, and the Cavs are all 21 and 15. And the Magic are 21, but they have 16 losses. So that's how tight it is right there from, from, yeah. from four to, to eight. Huh. It's, it's like literally, it's literally one game separating all those teams from, from four to eight. Whoever loses my uh, The Pacers just lost Tyler Halliburton for two or three weeks. I expect weird. that to impact them. Uh, the Knicks are starting to jail, though. Yeah. They put a whooping on, whooping on Philly this past Friday. Because aren't they like a five, they on a five-game win streak? They haven't lost since they got an OG. Have they? I, I don't know. They said they won six out their last team. That's all I can see right here. Don't say streak. Don't mean you're wrong, but was they really losing before that? It would have to be if they six and four right now. You said they won five straight. But yeah, the last I think because I, I swear I seen like a puzzle was like yeah since getting trading for OG they've been like they've been five they went five straight they haven't lost a game. The highest team in the East is Boston. They're eight and two, as expected. 
Yeah, uh, it's 46-44 Boston with three minutes left against Minnesota. But, yeah, man, so uh, basketball's getting great, get turned up now. NFL playoffs will be over with in less than three or four weeks. I mean, it's playoff time, so the games are a lot less. College football's completely over. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going into going into the lab basketball lab, man. <laughs> you know, you know how my mind be working, rally, man. <laughs> not, 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 none but good thoughts come from over here. Good thoughts and good takes. <laughs> you know, when I get you on the other pod, we're gonna ask you some really we're gonna ask you, we're gonna ask you, we're gonna see. We're gonna we're gonna get your proud of you. We're gonna ask you about every team, every I'm gonna have a couple of TikTok reels. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. You know, do 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 you think I'm gonna one let you down, but more importantly, let myself down, man? Of my, course basketball, not. my basketball knowledge is infinite, man. I'm just I'm just excited to hear your take. That's that's really yeah. I, mean, you know, I, like, I like I like I like I like talking to you, young fellas, man. Getting your getting your young new new wave. Look at the paper perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm t- dude, I'm telling you. It the makes a lot more sense when you at that point makes a lot more sense when you think about it. Cause I mean it do is on paper on stats. Really, right? paper don't matter, man. I, sometimes. If sometimes. you're looking at the product on the floor, how can paper ever matter? Because to a like that's that's why I say if you have somebody who has never watched has Matter of fact, even before before that series started, right? Would you have predicted that Cavs would have went out like that to the Knicks? No, I wouldn't. Have. That's the point I'm making. That's that's but, that's what I'm. That's but, the point but, I'm making. But after I saw two games, I knew what it was, though. But that's that's what I'm saying. Now that's the that's what I'm saying. Now that's the eye test because now Cleveland they showed us that <laughs> they could get punked out like that, which we like because. To me, I feel like you would have to be lying for you to, or you was really, really locked into basketball where you could just say you knew the Knicks was going to bully us in the way they bullied us from top to bottom. Well, I would have, I would have guessed that Jalen Brunson, Josh Hart, that's why they got him last year the trade deadline, and Julius Randle was going to play physical with their matchups against Darius Garland. Against Evan Mobley, and maybe Josh Hart, Diamond Mitchell is strong. He can be physical. He's not really a defender. So I would guess those guys would 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 would, would uh, inflict their will on the game, their sheer sheer will and strength and toughness on the game. I would I would I would I would have said that coming in. Now, also, would have thought, I would have thought Jared Allen was gonna get get done like he got done, and I would have thought Donald Mitchell was gonna score seventeen a game. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you see, you you I mean, you, you see those I, differences there. Now, yeah, the Knicks bullied us, but Donovan Mitchell getting this 34, 32 playoff average, and Jared Allen was playing then like he playing now. It's a whole what, different thing. That's what I'm on paper. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. On paper, that would have been the, that would have been the norm, but in reality, what happened? That would have been the expectation on paper, but that's 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 what I mean by that. That's 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 because it's like because even I know Drew Randall is he is a big guy, but even that season, if to be fair, to be really fair, like Julius Randall, 
up until that point was his his main criticism was that he didn't yeah, he didn't realize when to bully players like that and then this series he he made it almost but, a mission but when you got a coach like Tibbs who makes it all about the physicality aspect of the game he eventually going to tell them man go with their chest Julius but you would think and, and I know I know Mitchell Robinson he Jared Allen Six foot ten, <laughs> two hundred and thirty pounds. You should be dominating him in the paint. This Tim, yeah. this Tim's talking to them. Yeah, it's Tim's, but you would think Brunson, Brunson, Darius Garland, too little to hold you. They're gonna put Chetty on you and wear him out. <laughs> oh, this is what happened, really. It did, but like I said, before the playoffs started, if you literally took in face value what we've seen prior to the playoff. They didn't do this at no – well, not consistently, at no point in the season consistently. The Knicks? The Knicks with Tom. They no, had they defensive were... moments, but you ain't never you ain't never heard – even on first – you ain't but, never but, went to first but, take but, and but heard really, them. But really, the playoffs is different, one. It is. It is. And two – It is. It was a four or five matchup. So it was a close matchup for our seeds, though. I, mean, I don't know how many Nick wins the Knicks had last year, 48 maybe? I think so. 48 wins with the better coach and they best player was playing better than our best player and they was more physical. That, that's a recipe for L all day. <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm not, they I'm best not. player better than our best player. They got better coaching mm-hmm. and they more physical in the playoffs. That's a recipe for a win. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. My fault, but you can go ahead and wrap it up and take this home, man. Just, I, this, I, I, we're getting into a whole nother show. <laughs> but you know, for everybody tuning in, for everybody tuning into the podcast, that's rather Cavaliers. We want to thank you. Or on, on, on Fans First Sports Network. You know, so that's the part I got to Cavalier FFSN Fan First Sports Network. We're gonna get that, I promise. Just give no me a problem. little bit of time. We're gonna it. get there. But I need y'all to do me a favor. I need y'all to do me a favor for everybody tuning in. I need you. It's the share button. I got like an arrow going up, got a square in it. I need you to click that, right? And for anybody you know that like Cavs content, Cleveland content, NBA content, you just just like having a a great time. You know what I mean? You just like having a fun time. Share it to the homies. Share it to the homies because on That's Rather Cavalier, we got all good content. We got drama. We got the rumors. We got debates. We got both spectrums of the, the mindset. We talk about it from the young set, the old set. You know, have a great time with us, you know? Yeah, man. And, I'm, like, you know, I, I'm sorry to cut you off. I listen to a lot of the Cavalier I, pod. I listen to the Wine and Gold cast. I listen to Locked On cast with uh with uh Evan, Evan Damrell and – is it Chris? No, it's not Chris. Yeah, I listen to Locked on Calf. I listen to uh, the uh, the Chase Down podcast. Like I said, the Wine and Go. Lots, a lot of good Cleveland Cavalier content out there, but put us in your rotation. We, If you listen to them all, we by far the, the coolest, hippest dudes is doing this in, for Cleveland Cavalier podcast. Tell them about it. <laughs> Tell them about it. Tell them about it. But... On the sponsor of Relly and Uncle Tate, we see you on another video. Peace.